We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Hey, welcome everybody. This is uh, God Stories Radio. And uh, I believe it is session 314. Welcome. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. Good to have you guys. Hey, welcome everyone. It has been a hot minute, hasn't it? Yeah. I think <laughs> uh, we've definitely let off the gas a little bit. We have. And, um, you know, life happens. Yeah. I think uh, everybody needs... Seasons of things, you know? Yeah, I would agree, babe. I would agree. What's going on over there? I think I'm trying to enjoy my present season of relaxing and enjoying not feeling like I have to be on 24-7, like on for school, on for work, you know, on for the family, et cetera. So yeah. I'm really just enjoying the time of relaxation, spending time with you, spending time with the family, um, just not feeling like the intense pressure that I'm constantly feeling when I'm in school. I can imagine. Yeah. And for those of you all that heard the intro, Went back a few years. Yeah. And that was Aubrey on there. And then that uh, mentions Mike and Trish and. Yeah. Um, just kind of was uh, cool to kind of pay tribute to them. Yeah. It's been a while. It has. Well, just want to welcome everybody tonight. Um, that could join us. And uh, tonight, I think. Uh, We've got a good one for you. I think we're going to we're going to talk about some pride issues. At least I know personally I've been having some pride issues and I know that I have been, you know, since Aubrey's passing and the stroke and things like that, I find myself to be ultra sensitive about things. And I've really had to check myself at the door a few times. Mm-hmm. But I'm prideful. And I've got, um, I know where those areas are. You know, even today I went through a, in a meeting, I, I had to really deal with myself and my pride. You know, I just wanted to spout off at the mouth. And then I'm glad I didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad I didn't. Well, um, welcome to the human race because we are all extremely prideful. I, I think we are. As human beings, uh, we all have a sense of pride about something. Yeah. And if you think you don't, you're probably kidding yourself. Oh, you're mega kidding yourself. Yeah. 
because I, I know I certainly have pride issues. I have pride issues in weird ways to like accepting other people doing stuff for me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It comes down to a pride issue. That is true. Independent woman. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I used to think of myself as low maintenance. <laughs> I'm, I'm anything but low maintenance. I'm a high maintenance brother. And I, I admit it. I own that. I own that. Donnie Seeger, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Donnie. Hey, we're back at it after a few weeks, Donnie. And uh, we're going to have you on, buddy. Um, next few weeks, uh, be marking it on your calendar. But we'll have you have you here in the studio with us. We're going to have a good time. But we kind of sorting out schedules right now and all kinds of stuff that yeah i got some travel and stuff. it's crazy yeah but we love it we're back we're here in the studio tuesday night as mike would say <laughs> instead of thursday night yeah tuesday night yeah and once my schedule gets straightened out at work maybe we can bounce back to thursdays i don't know yeah i don't know um I guess whatever works, right? If people were digging the the Tuesday, I I like Tuesday personally. Yeah, because it's, a lot it's less done going the, on. Yeah, and it gives people more time to listen. Yeah. During the week and the weekend, and sure, really helps us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and if I'm playing music on Thursday night, you know, gives me an outlet too. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well. Tonight, I think we're going to uh, talk about Naaman. Okay. Well, tell us how you like kind of stumbled across this topic, why you picked it, et cetera. Because I thought it was a really good topic and you actually really piqued my interest when you mentioned it. Well, I was looking for a different title in the Bible app, you know, how you can search titles in the Bible app and it will give you scripture references on whatever subject matter that you're you're looking up. And I forget what the particular sentence was that I typed in. But instead of giving me, you know, what I wanted, it gave me uh, letting go of the need to be right devotional. Oh, wow. <laughs> letting go of the need to be right. Oh. And I thought about that for a second and I went, whoa. There's no pride involved there. Right? <laughs> Whatsoever. <laughs> Letting go of the need to be right. Yeah. Gosh, how many of you guys feel that way? Sometimes you just got to prove your point. I know for me, like when, like I have a, a strange character mm -hmm. flaw or maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. But when information is inaccurate. I feel the necessity to present present it as correct, like to correct it. Um, <laughs> and I know you call me out on that all the time. I do, I do. But for me, it's, I know for me personally, like when I truly examine it, it's not that I'm concerned about being right. I'm always concerned about being accurate. So I don't know if that's the same thing. Well, Maybe accurate and right would be the same thing. I would think. I don't know. Is it? It, it sounds like it would be in the same ballpark to me. Ballpark, because if something maybe. is not accurate, it's not right. Yes, but I, I'm thinking that there's a difference in needing to be right about something 
or wanting the correct information to be out there. So I don't know, just something to to think about when I when I do. Okay. <laughs> so y- your argument would be that you're not necessarily correcting to bring the content that that you're correct about it. Correct, it's that right. you want to correct the content that's going out. Yes. So that people know. Presenting accurate facts. It's correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll buy that. Yeah. I Knowing mean, you, I'll buy that. Yeah, for sure. I just feel like that's kind of the way my brain operates. And then like if I don't put it out there, I feel like I'm not I'm not doing something right. That okay. if I don't clear up the misconception or whatever it is. Well, that, you did that for so many years as a job. Yeah. That it's hard to turn off that brain. And I think it's, I just think at this point, it's part of my character, who I am. Mm-hmm. But nothing um, wrong with that. I hope not. <laughs> you know, people that know you know you, and it's it's yeah. not a problem. Yeah. You know, see, herein lies the problem with me because I'm prideful. See, and that might be a pride thing for me. Because I might say it's blue and you might say, well, it's a little turquoise. And maybe it is turquoise, but it's blue too. Right. But I know you and I know your heart and that you're not trying to embarrass me. Correct. You know, and that's that's kind of a part of a pride beatdown that I have to to take. You know, that is extinguishing something in me that I have a problem with. Because, you know, I got, I got teased for a long time and told up I was ridiculous and an idiot and stuff like that. And not from my parents, but, you know, from the, the friends I kept and stuff like that. So I really got beat down. So I have a, I have a little bit of an issue with that. Well, for the record, honestly, I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart. I don't think you're ridiculous at all. I mean, not unless you're intentionally trying to be, you know what I'm saying? Um, because you like to oh, I like have to fun and, sure, and, I'm a guy, and joke you around. Know. But um, but just being serious for a moment, like I find you to be an incredibly intelligent person. And I've always respected you and admired those things about you. Um I really appreciate the perspective that you bring because your thinking is very different from my thinking. Um, I don't know how to describe my thinking, but I feel like you're more of a creative thinker than I am. Oh, I'm definitely creative. And I I love what you bring uh, to the table because it would be stuff that I would never think about in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a linear thinker because I know people who are like, they're very, very super factual, very scientific, what have you. I'm definitely not like that, but I'm not super creative either. Um, I don't know if there's an in-between there, but I feel like somewhere in between that lies the way that I think. Well, a lot of creatives are dreamers. Mm-hmm. 
and that's me. Mm-hmm. I've always been a, a rainmaker. And we're dreamers and we're creatives and I'm a musician and, you know, you can connect the dots there. But I I think that you're more of a, you're just a, a bottom line kind of gal, just factual, just skip to the bottom line. You know, I want to hear the, the story and all the fluff and all I, that. And sometimes you do, you'd like to know how you got there, but I get it. I really do. Sometimes I'm that way. Yeah. I just like dealing with the facts, you know, so that I can make my own decisions, et cetera. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a pride issue. Yeah. I just think that's the way you, you know, the way you were born, the way you were raised and, and what you've done for a living for the last 20 years, you got, you got paid for critical thinking mm-hmm. and it's hard to shut that off no matter what you do and who you are and who you're around. So I get it. I a hundred percent get it. Yeah. And I think you're right about the whole cultural thing too. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I feel oh like yeah. It's probably a strong driver there too. Um, but not to get us off topic cause I, I wasn't trying to make this about me. Um, no, but, but um, it's, that's good. It's a more personable approach, but yeah, I just, you know, I think maybe Naaman had some pride issues too that he was trying I, to deal with. I think with, he right? had. I think he had a few. I think he had a few, and 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 he had to overcome himself to get his healing. If you know the story of Naaman, um, actually, babe, why don't you read it? Um, I don't think it's very long. It's not that long, and uh, just the source for this information is gotquestions.org. Um, they are a Christian biblically based organization. Uh, if you want to find out more information about them, you can go to their website and click on about us. Um, and it'll tell you their sort of um, their process for providing information, et cetera, and what they believe. So I encourage you to, to search them out and use them as a resource because I thought it was pretty, um, pretty neat how they had this information out there. And I think we've referenced them before in prior podcasts. I think we have. It's a very, very good resource. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and read this from their site. So please note that we're not uh, claiming credit for this. This is all on their site and uh, uh, phrased up the way that they they have it. Uh, but it says Naaman in the Bible was the commander of the Syrian army who was healed of his leprosy by Elisha the prophet. Naaman was highly esteemed by the king of Syria because of many victories won by the Syrian army. The Bible calls Naaman a valiant soldier, and his story is recorded in 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 through 19. It so happened that Naaman's wife had a servant, a little Israelite girl who had been captured during a Syrian raid. One day, the little girl told her mistress, uh, if only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Uh, that's 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 3. Uh, Naaman relayed this information to the king of Syria, who sent Naaman to Samaria with a letter to the king of Israel regarding the matter and a gift of silver, gold, and clothing. In the letter, the Syrian king asked the king of Israel to cure Naaman's leprosy. 
Upon reading the letter, the king of Israel was frightened, believing the king of Syria was trying to pick a fight with him. He tore his clothes, which was a sign of grieving, and said, am I God? Can I kill? Excuse me. Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of this of his leprosy? That's 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 7. The king of Israel obviously forgot there was a miracle-working prophet in his kingdom. The Syrians knew more about God's work in Israel than did Israel's own king. Elisha heard about the letter and he calmed the king's fears, telling him to send Naaman to him. That is 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 8. When Naaman arrived at Elisha's home, Elisha sent a messenger to tell him to wash in the Jordan River seven times and his flesh would be restored to normal after the seventh wash. That's verse 10. Naaman's response to Elisha's word was not good. The Syrian commander was furious. Elisha had not come out to meet him personally. There had been no incantations, no ceremony, no spectacle at all. Verse 11. Also, Naaman disliked the idea of bathing in the Jordan, which he considered inferior to the waters of his homeland. Verse 12. He could have stayed home and washed in any one of the rivers near him, and it would have done him more good than the Jordan would ever do. As the proud Naaman was storming off, his servants spoke to him. If the prophet had told you to do something great, or excuse me, if the prophets had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more than when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? That's 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 13. Their logic was solid. Naaman had been prepared to do something monumental, something difficult or expensive or dangerous even. But the prophet had asked for something simple. Shouldn't Naaman at least give it a try? Bathing in the Jordan was easy. They persuaded their master that he should try the prescribed cure, so Naaman relented and washed seven times. To his amazement, Elisha cures, Elisha's cure worked. His flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Verse 14. Naaman was cured of his leprosy. After this, Naaman and his uh, retinue returned to Elisha and offered a gift, 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, 10 sets of clothing, Elisha could take whatever he wanted, but the prophet of God would take nothing, despite Naaman's urgings, 2 Kings verse chapter 5, verse 16. Elisha made it clear that God's healing was free and that miracles were not for sale. Before he left for home, Naaman gave evidence that his heart had changed as well as his body. He said to Elisha, now I know there is, a, there is no God in all the world except in Israel. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 15. Naaman gave his pagan idols then and there. He asked that he be allowed to take back two mule loads of dirt from Israel on which he could offer sacrifices to Israel's God, promising that he would never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other God but the Lord. That's in verse 17. One thing still bothered Naaman's conscience. Part of his responsibility as commander of the Syrian army was to accompany the king to the temple of Rimmon, a pagan god of Syria. 
as the king worshipped, Naaman was to be at his side. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 18. Naaman asked the Lord for forgiveness in advance, since he now knew Rimmon was a false god who could, who could not heal leprosy. Elisha assured Naaman that all would be well and that God saw his heart. Verse 19. Naaman returned to Syria, rejoicing in his newfound faith and in his restored physical health. Wow. What's what stands out for you in that? Well, there's uh, I wrote down five takeaways from okay. that. Let's hear. I gleaned actually five things from that as I was writing rather briskly. But, you know, um one thing is, you know, just thinking back and considering people in your life how many have seemed insignificant for you to receive instruction or correction from? How many people have you just written off as insignificant or are not worthy of speaking into your life? I don't know how you want to word that, but. I understand your point. And. The second thing was, is that um, Naaman was very prideful, uh, obviously, and he, he uh, what am I trying to say? He, he came from, uh, he was privileged, mm-hmm. and he was actually angry about having to dip in the dirty water. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he actually referenced that he could have done that at home in mm-hmm. the clean water. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing or third thing was he was offended at Elisha for sending out his servant. He was, Not I think, in the personally N- greeted. <laughs> yeah, I think it's in the NLT or the NIV. I'm not sure which one uh, he actually calls Elisha rude. Mm. Okay. And he was also mad about the fact that he had to hear from a servant and not Elisha. Yeah. So those are the things I gleaned from, from that, which is, which is quite a bit just from reading it. It is. Yeah. There's a lot there. Um, Yeah. I think he was offended, you know, as many people in our country are these days. Um, He was offended that um, maybe Typical courtesies weren't extended to him. Um, Right. And I think it's easy to get offended in this day and age about a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Um, But I think that's a pride pride issue. Um, Which is why this is such a great story. Um, It is. Um, I know for me personally, that would have been the type of thing that would have offended me because I'm very much on courtesy and respect and like those things drive hard in my, in your culture, in my culture, in my character. So, you know, imagining myself in biblical times and somebody has not taken the time to come and say something to me, I go to their house and they haven't even come out to, to greet me. Um, Maybe I would be offended as well, you know? Um, 
You can I can't imagine. say that I, I wouldn't have been. Yeah. If you travel from one state to another and you go expecting to see somebody, you know, that person is expecting to see you. Um, and then they send somebody else out to greet you and send you away. Um, you might be offended, <laughs> but you see, there was not a need to be offended um, at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, we weren't there to see that person. We were there for um, an act of obedience to the Lord, because the Lord um, was using Elisha as a vessel to communicate his desires and wishes. Right. Um, and really, this was an encounter between Naaman and God. And I think Naaman didn't recognize that at first, but he recognized it once he was healed. And then it all kind of clicked and set in for him. And then the Lord was even further gracious because then he, he became concerned. He's like, okay, I know there's no other God than you. I'm going to change my ways. I'm going to change my life. That's an example of repentance right there, turning your back on your former sin. You know, I'm only going to worship you from now on. But God, I'm concerned about this because I have to accompany the king of my country as part of my job to worship this God, which I know is a false God because of what you just did for me. You know, um, will you grant me mercy, you know, and and know that I'm not I don't believe that God is real. And God does like extend him comfort in that moment which i think is extremely gracious right um that's what really stood out for me yeah there, there's a big lesson to be learned elisha right elisha assured naaman that all would be well and that god saw his heart verse 19 and then Naaman rejoiced in his newfound faith and in restored physical health. What a beautiful picture that is. Oh, isn't it though? Yeah, it really is because God understands. You know, we get caught up in so much minutiae, you know, but God knows our heart. He knows where our heart is. And that's a good thing. And that can be a terrifying thing. Sure. Because if you are just doing the outward motions, and the inside's not good, then you better be trembling in your boots. Mm -hmm. But if you know your heart is good and your heart is right for the Lord, and maybe the outside doesn't look so pretty, you know, just know that the Lord has understanding there for Absolutely. you. And obviously, by the outcome of the story, he definitely has more grace than we can ever imagine. Yeah. And more understanding than we can ever imagine. Yeah. And this is why it's important to not to judge people by what you see them doing, because you don't know whether or not their heart's in it or not in Boy, it. Well, you said a mouthful right there. So like I was thinking further along the line that maybe other believers who would see Naaman accompanying the king um, could judge him and could say, oh, look at him. He says that he knows the God of Israel, but does he really? Because mm -hmm. look at him accompanying the king to go worship, blah, blah, blah. God, you know, if he really believed, he wouldn't go at all. Um, but not knowing his special situation where 
he was personally assured that God knew his heart. Um, pretty There's neat. always such a, a wildly bigger picture than we could ever imagine. Yeah. Because he just showed up to be healed for healing of yeah. leprosy. And the healing goes so far beyond that. Right. It does. You're right. Because he was, he had a faith issue. He yes. was sick in faith, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that was manifested externally yep. through this leprosy. Yeah. Good point, babe. But what he really got healed of, got healed through and through. Mm. Yeah. Not on, yeah. He's got a, he heals the inside out. Inside out. Yep. Wow. So, um, you know, we got to be careful about judging people. We got to be careful Amen. about being prideful and spotting the pride in our lives. Um, and just really making a conscious effort to be humble, which is not an easy thing to do for anybody. No. Yeah. Humility is not my first go-to. No, and we live in a, in a culture today that, you know, look out for number one. Yeah. I mean, we live in counter culture, right? Like yeah. everything that should be what we do as a Christians, the world tells us counter to that, right? Oh, yeah. So like, if we're to be humble, then the world is telling us, no, be proud of who you are and what you are and proclaim it and this and that. And God's like, no, that's not what I'm calling you to. No. I'm calling you to be humble and to submit yourselves. You got to first submit yourself to the Lord. And then maybe there's certain people he wants you to submit yourself to as well. I guarantee it. Yeah. So. I guarantee it. Think about people who are your bosses. You know, they're your bosses for a reason. We got to submit to them. You know. Amen. Think about people who are your husbands, right? Women, we got to submit to them that we're called to do it. You know, just like man has to submit to God himself. Amen. You know, and as women, we are called to that too. We submit to God and we submit to our husbands. You, you know? know, there's a lot of misconception about submission. There is. And maybe we can, we can talk about that one night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe we can talk about that. I think that's a great subject i think excuse me i think there's a lot of misconception about that just the word submission yeah you know woman's like i'm not under anybody's foot mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so i there's a lot of freedom in submission and mm -hmm. i've heard that from a lot of faith-based women mm -hmm. but yeah maybe we'll uh we'll dive into that one night that'd be a really good topic maybe we'll get uh pastor chris over for that one yeah that'd be a great yeah, one that would be a good one yeah it? Yep, yep. Fantastic. Well, man, it sure feels good to be back on God Stories Radio on this wonderful Tuesday night edition. And we're uh, so hoping that all of you are doing great. And I just want to thank uh, everybody that prays for us and and um, the people that uh, give um, on the taxes, we, we were able to get the taxes done and paid for. Yeah, and, um, thank you guys. Thank you to those that, that gave, you know, who you are. And we really, really appreciate you being a part of the 
God Stories Radio family, and we hope to get more regular, more regular, <laughs> and be pumping out some uh, shows and having some guests. We'll get Mr. Donnie Seeger back on here. He's been itching to come back in the studio and do an update. Yeah. We're looking forward to having him, hoping to get uh, Pastor Chris over here from the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some other people up my sleeve. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's it's going to be great. All righty. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. And as always, don't forget that we're a free resource. So if you know somebody who needs a little encouragement, uh, send them on over to godstoriesradio.com where they can download these um, little sessions, you know, just uh, be able to get a little encouragement, um, you know, maybe while they're commuting or driving or just doing housework at home or what have you or downtime or even working some of you guys work outside and you have the the podcast going while you're while you're cutting lawns or doing what have you so um yeah encourage people to check us out share us and um, we do have a facebook presence and I would also ask that uh, you pray for this ministry. Yes, please. Um, because, you know, this is, we've always said this is God's gig. And whatever he wants with it is what we want for it. So. Amen to that. And like Tina said, we are a free resource. So please share us along. That's just the only reason we do this. Uh, no other agenda. We've never had another agenda. And uh, we love and appreciate all of you for the extra prayer and support. Thank you so much. And hopefully you'll join us next week. Next week. Will you be here next week? Oh, you'll be back? No, I will not yes, be here. I fly I out. So you come, you fly back in. Um, fly back in on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will not be uh, here next week. So the following week, please make sure you tune in and uh, hopefully we'll have a, have a special show for you. Yeah. So thanks to Donnie Seeger on live with us tonight. We love you, brother. And um, take care of yourself. Talk to you soon. And that about wraps it up for session 314. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless.